Are you kidding me, Bam Bam? Bam, bam. Wait. <laughs> I was a, I was literally, guys, I was literally two seconds from saying, hello, Emily. And then just from the depths of the apartment. But I'm wearing headphones. I could hear that. Which means we picked that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're saying that that's his meow for when he poops? Yes. Why does he do that? I don't know. <laughs> Why does he need to announce it? I don't know. <laughs> but he always meows right after he poops. <laughs> Here you go, mother. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> if he wasn't, I mean, before when we were over at the table, it was eating. Yep. Now it's the now other it's, thing. Now it's pooping. The opposite of eating. The opposite of eating. Because <laughs> where are we right now, Emily? We are in my apartment. We are throwing it back to the living room <laughs> when I didn't have a table. Yes. We, um, uh, we decided like it's couch days today. It's couch day today. We haven't been like recording from this area in a while. And I know that for the listeners, that means nothing. But for us, it feels like we're in the like 40s, the episodes that, uh, like yeah. the 40s episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is nice. Yeah. And we have it attached to the table. So this isn't the episode where we shoved it into the couch. <laughs> I have to find which episode <laughs> that was because it was a long time ago, but it was not like our fifth episode or something. We've been doing no, it for a while. No, we've been doing it for a while. <laughs> Probably at least a year when yeah. I was like, I fucked up six ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other time I fucked up six ways was with Kevin like six <laughs> months ago. Poor Kevin. That was really funny. He literally had to witness me at my worst podcaster mode of like, oh, I forgot all the things I needed. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, so yeah. What episode is this? This. This one, Emily? This one? Yeah. It's our 75th episode. Woo! Oh, my God. And we're drinking out of cups to celebrate. Drinking out of cups. Um, <laughs> Being a bitch. <laughs> For our 25th episode, we got really drunk on gin. For yeah. our 50th episode, we had two guests and got really drunk on Malort. Yes. For our 75th episode, it's just the two of us again. You know, it's the quarter way yep. through. Yep. Um, maybe for the hundredth, we'll have like six people on and Whoa. we'll just get so wasted on Everclear or something. <laughs> no, we'll do Long Island. Then we can get a little drunk on everything. Hell yeah. Um, but for now, what are we drinking on this, this most auspicious um, occasion? So there's multiple versions of liquid cocaine. Oh. But this one is vodka, Red Bull, and champagne. Pick up your cup. Oh, God. Okay, so we're going to drink liquid cocaine. The champagne version. The champagne of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared too, but I'm so excited. I managed to get every single taste in there. Uh-huh. It's definitely vodka, and it's mm-hmm. definitely Red Bull, and it's mm-hmm. definitely champagne. <laughs> yeah. This is dangerous, because like, it's also tasty. <laughs> so wait, um, what are other versions? Um, so I know there's like a shot. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably like white and weird yeah and i'm trying to remember if that's the one that has like the black licorice flavored oh i mm, not a fan not i'll drink jaeger and i don't know why in my brain separates those things but i hate black licorice taste but i'll drink jaeger (laughs) i can only drink jaeger warm what the fuck did I you can't just say? Drink it cold. That's wrong. Drinking it cold makes me sick. Are you actually like, okay? So Jaeger started out as a digestive. Mm-hmm. Is it supposed to be drank warm? I, I don't know. Also, who, how the fuck do you figure that out? Who served <laughs> you 
Jaeger warm. Okay. <laughs> so I was at a friend's house pre-gaming, and there was a bottle of Jaeger that hadn't been chilled. And a microwave. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like room temp. Okay. Okay. That's we didn't very microwave the Jaeger. So different. <laughs> oh my God. I was so scared just there that you like, that somebody fucking poured you a shot, put it in the microwave or had just like a nice pot of Jaeger, like mulled wine. <laughs> so this one is saying that this version of liquid cocaine is oh. Jägermeister, Goldschlager, and Rumpelmints. Oh, no. But as far as I know, that's also called a dead Nazi. Yes. We yeah. talked about Which dead is what Nazis. I've had. Yes. Which we, I do enjoy. Did we drink? Because we have an episode called Dead Nazis. Like, it's called, like, From Cannibal Sandwiches to Dead Nazis. Because we started by talking about cannibal sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And we might have drank dead Nazis or we might have just talked about it. I think it. we just talked about it. Well, shit, we're going to have to have a dead Nazi on here. What's wrong with us? I know. Those are all three of the most um, like contentious drinks, too, where yeah. people either love them or hate them. Yep. Ugh. It doesn't sound good, Em. I'm sorry. It's really, it's really good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Does it actually, like, mix? It works, yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to do this? Yeah, let's do this. It's fucking 75th episode. It's 75th episode. Uh, I'm excited. Okay. Who goes first? <laughs> I legit don't know. I didn't think about it. Uh, how do we do this? Okay. 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 I talked about bears. Yes, you did. And I think I talked about bears second. I th- oh, okay. I think did you... I? Or did I go? F- <laughs> oh, shit. And I did the, the beer flood. Mm-hmm. It was a bear attack story first, but... But okay. actually, I kind of like that because then your fucked up shit goes second this time. <laughs> Unless you think that's bad. <laughs> it's going to make us mad. Okay. Mm. You know I like to be mad later in the podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. <laughs> then I can be drunker. Yep. Um, good. Okay. Then I get to tell you my crazy story first. Hit me. I'm very excited about this one. Um, while I was researching, I told Emily that this might be like one of our new favorite survivors. And I do actually have to credit this story to our very good friend, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> He's a listener and currently my coworker. So Woo! now, now when we talk, I usually have like conversations with Brian <laughs> in three separate mediums. <laughs> um, so yes, I was sort of looking into what I wanted to do. And Brian was like, have you heard this one? And I was like, it, I mean, no, <laughs> He's like, I do apologize that it is a bear attack. So, yes. I had to ask him, like, you, as a listener, because he is a listener, as a listener, is this too much bear for one period of time? No such thing. That's exactly, like, he was like, I love that shit. (laughs) And then I asked Emily, and she was like, there is no such thing as too much bear. So, yes, this is, I apologize, look, but also I don't. This is the story of a bear attack. And we've done that. We've done that. Multiple times. But we haven't done this one, and this one's crazy. Oh. So (laughs) this one's nuts, and also I really like our survivor. survivor trigger the bear's gag reflex? (laughs) No, crazily (laughs) enough. No. Like, I kind of was waiting for that Mm -hmm. after remembering that from your story Mm -hmm. last week. Similar sort of idea, though. So you'll see. Okay. Okay. So it is the summer of 2008. Okay. And Elena Hansen is 58 years old. Hmm. She has a secluded ranch 
among like 70 acres of land in the Sequoia Mountains in California. Both the dream and not the dream. Right? It's like... I like the um, idea of it. Yes. Much like everything else as nowhere people. (laughs) We love the idea of being literally 70 acres or more Mm -hmm. away from our neighbors. But what's out there in the woods? Murderers. Mm -hmm. Bears. Mm -hmm. Just the loneliness of our own depression. <laughs> and racists. <laughs> Militant racists who are hiding from society. People with hooks for hands yeah. who want to do cabin in the woods type shit to you. Yeah. <laughs> so she is in the Sequoia Mountains. It's beautiful. Of course. She's doing some chores for the day. Okay. There is a stream on the ranch that has what's called a spring box in it. Oh. And the spring box is like it's honestly a box. I looked one up and it's um it collects water in it. And then it filters that water, and I think, like, it has two different, like, sort of nozzles, and you can direct the water um, in multiple different oh. directions. Yeah. So it will actually we need filter. need one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It will filter out all, any gross stuff and leave it with clean water that directs, in her case, to her house. Okay. Which is really cool. But there had been some recent rains and some flooding of the stream, so there was a lot of debris in the spring box. Okay. So she had come to this stream to sort of wade in it it's a pretty big stream okay (laughs) she's like waded up to her waist in it it's really cold and she's just scooping up all the debris out of the box yeah that's a shock to the system for sure and she's been doing that for a while quote i have a lot of quotes from her because there was another podcast um that i will i will pitch at the end because they did a good job and she's just so fun to listen to like she's just talking the whole time and i love her so quote i've been standing two to three hours up to my chest in icy spring water when I realized my legs had gone numb, so I took a step out. I took a step out to warm up, and it was just one of those idyllic days. I looked around, expecting to see these Walt Disney bluebirds, and what I got was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. bitch <laughs> mood. That's twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Sometimes you look around expecting to see some Walt Disney bluebirds, and, and what you, you get, get a bear. A bear. <laughs> Oh, that's life. <laughs> so, so Elena says she knew immediately what was going to happen. Just the it's a black bear. It had this like spring-loaded posture, like all of its muscles were just fucking oh, ready. No. And it was staring. She says, quote, it was about ten feet away from me and staring straight at me. Like it had been waiting for me. I had only enough time to just go, oh, no, (laughs) (laughs) to myself. Just sort of a sad admission of, oh, God, is this how it's going to end? Like, she says half a second of eye contact with that bear, and it was, like, and she just knew. It happened too fast for her to really comprehend. Mm Mm-hmm. But Elena was exactly right about the bear's intentions. Yep. It came for her so fast as a black bear. Black bears aren't actually that big, but they are fast. Yeah. And they're big compared to us. They're still, like, larger than people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or comparable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're going to get hit by, like, a 400-pound dude, you're going down. Oh, yeah. Like, when people think of bear attacks, they often think of, like, big grizzlies. Yeah. But honestly, grizzlies are not that um, angry. <laughs> like, no. they're not that territorial. Black bears are more dangerous, Yeah, usually. and I mean, the grizzly that attacked in my story was startled. Yes. So, like, whereas black bears tend to be 
the shits of the woods. Right. This literally, like, she'd been there for two to three hours, meaning this black bear came upon her and was like, fuck you, like, immediately, like yep. an asshole. Yep, I want <laughs> you to see me yes. before I attack you. Exactly. Look at this. This ain't going to be no sneak attack. Yeah. No, you're about to die. Yep. You know I'm here. <laughs> what an asshole. Yep. So, again, it happened too fast for her to really comprehend, but, like, it grabs, it runs for her, it grabs her around the ears and it latches its huge mouth onto her fucking face. Oh. Like it's not going for her squishy insides. No, no. It's going for her head. Oh. Quote. This bear has killed before. <laughs> for real. Like it's like, I know what I'm, yep, I like the brain. I know what I'm about. The brain is yummy. I'm going for it. Yep. <laughs> Quote. I really don't remember the actual impact. I just remember going, coming to in the fetal position in the wet sand with this thing trying to chew my head off. Ah! Yes. Ooh, and it's like visceral. They get uh, visceral about it. Uh, it. I guess warning, guys. Yes, I mean, like, shit's I didn't... shit's about to get nasty. I didn't quote a lot of the nastier stuff, for sure, but, like, woof. Like, there is some there is some not-so-great stuff. So, yeah, warning about just, like, what it's like to Happy have your Happy 75th. <laughs> yeah, I sorry where do you think you are right now <laughs> i'm happy to give warnings always but come on <laughs> at this point you know what's up you know what's up so it took her a few seconds to realize what was happening the bear was sitting on her it was slashing at her face with its claws like they were saying in the podcast that her cheeks were cut to ribbons and its jaw has bit down on her head and it shakes her back and forth the way they do when they're trying to break yep. your fucking neck and kill yep. you. It's crunch. She can hear the crunch of her oh. own bones in her ears. Yes. She can hear Look, the sound of her flesh tearing. I am not overall. <laughs> I am not into ASMR. Right. <laughs> that is some horrific the, ASMR. It's the worst kind of ASMR ever. Like, holy shit. What is the opposite of ASMR? <laughs> it's that. ASMR, oh. nope. <laughs> That's what it's called now. Oh, God, the vodka's starting to hit. Yep. <laughs> Quote. So this is what it feels like to be eaten by a bear. Like, she was lucid enough to be like, oh, so this is what this feels like. <laughs> like, what the fuck, lady? Then she thinks, what do I even want to do right now? Like, this was a very interesting thought, because I don't know if I've ever covered anybody who had this thought. I was doing this mental calculus of whether or not I wanted to survive this. Because mm. she was thinking, like, if I survive, there's a lot in store for me. Yep. This thing is on my face. Yep. That's my identity. Yep. And a lot of blood in your face. A lot. And, like, she would need reconstructive surgery. She would need rehabilitation. She may never look or be the same. And she's literally in these split seconds just thinking, like, Maybe I don't need to live through this because yep. that's a really hard road. Yep. Um, and yeah, so she's just trying it's to fair. sort of decide, like, do I die right here or what? And then she feels the bear chomp down on one eye. Oh. And with her other eye, she's looking into the bear's eye. They're looking at each other. And she starts seeing these little things dropping to the ground. They look like, like she says, red and white pieces of gum. And she realizes those are her teeth. Uh, the bear is chewing on her and spitting out her teeth. Uh, and for whatever reason, that's when she gets angry. She's, teeth are expensive. 
expensive. Right? It's like something about that to her was like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? You're spitting out? They're not teeth? covered by insurance most times. <laughs> oh, man. Well, honestly, okay. literally actually going to talk okay. about that. So she she describes this like sense of indignation. <laughs> like this bear, yes. this bear fucking dared. Yeah. <laughs> she literally said like, does this bear even know who he's trying to eat right now? <laughs> How dare he? Yep. <laughs> and so that anger is like what propels her to do something. And at that point, she realizes that one of her arms is kind of free. She's like got this movement Hell yeah. in one of her yeah. hands. And quote, you know that there's this natural human inclination not to gouge someone in the eyeballs. Do it. It's just too grody. Nope. I thought... This is your only chance, Elena. You've got to do this. It took all of my strength, and I jabbed at that eyeball as hard as I could with my thumbnail, and yep. then I jabbed at it again. Yep. And the bear, I mean, it's not the gag reflex thing, but it's still similar. It's like, find a the squishy eyes part. are great. Yeah. For pretty much anything and anyone. Yes. Like, don't go for the growing. Go for the eyes. Oh, absolutely. Stun them. And, like, I think she's right about the, you You don't really want to squish somebody's eyeballs and stab. No. Like, that's really gross. Nobody wants to. Well, most people don't want to. Right. But it's a very vulnerable thing. It's incredibly Eyes are effective. very delicate. Oh, yeah. Just, and like, you blink wrong and you can give yourself a corneal abrasion. Absolutely. So. What she did was probably, she just, like, actually stuck her whole ass thumbnail in this yeah. bear's fucking eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she's, I mean. You get over that fast, I'm sure, when you've decided you don't want to die. Yeah. And you I have going seen to. and heard some shit <laughs> from my time in ophthalmology. I bet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eyes are very delicate, and they are a great target if you are in trouble. Absolutely. Go for the eyes. Your fingers are strong enough to rupture an orbital globe. So, she jabs at it. The bear finally releases her. Like, just a bit. Yeah. Eyes are ouchy. Yeah. And just enough that she is able to sort of call out now like because again it was eating her face so like yeah, it yeah. releases her face and she's able to start screaming specifically for her two dogs oh they had been there but they were sleeping a ways away two big fucking dogs hell yeah one of them is named rk oh. this is um, like just an fyi i don't there's a slight warning about the dogs mm. it's nothing horrible mm. I promise you, it's nothing Swear horrible. To God, but, like, Taylor. There are dogs involved, so this, this is, is our seventy fifth episode. I know, I know. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you okay, know fine. how I feel about animal stuff. I know, I know. I promise. That's why I was like, nope, this is actually going to be okay. RK, that's the name of her Irish wolfhound. Oh, she fuck had him yes. For years, big boy. Big boy. Loved that dog. She super loved that sweet, dog. but also very protective. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then she had Deke. A mastiff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, these dogs are as big as this bear. <laughs> like, yes. No, they're fucking huge. Yeah, they're huge. Those types of dogs come up above my waist. Yeah, they're insane. I am also short. <laughs> but still, big yeah, boys. Huge. So she'd only gotten Deke like a month ago. And she rescued him from a fighting ring. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. And she was, he was purportedly like a very sweet dog. And she said like he didn't really want to fight. He was probably he a bait a dog. Right, yeah, probably. Mm. And she rescued him, and all he was was very sweet. But Baby. she didn't know. But she didn't know him very well. Well, 
but I have when a feeling she, that's about to change. Yeah, but when she comes to, both dogs are there, and above her, all three of them, the bear and the two dogs, are scrapping so hard. Oh, shit! <laughs> like, she quote, there's blood and fur and screaming. And she actually, like, re... She does the noises, and she does oh. them, like, perfectly. Oh. <laughs> it's super weird. No! She, she got the, like... <laughs> like she's like recreating them in the th- I was like, damn bitch, what the hell? <laughs> I'm I'm sure that just like stood out. Absolutely. And she's like, that was a moment of like, oh my god, very specific stuff is happening. I will remember Look, forever. Dogs are fantastic. Yes. They are absolutely perfect. Dogs are heroes. Dogs are heroes. This dog is a hero. I could hear I could see the bear tearing out my mastiff's stomach. And that is, no! that is Deke again. I said only a slight. <laughs> Does the dog live? I'm just going to make you wait. Taylor! <laughs> I, Fine. I would have warned your you. fucking punishment, I'm finishing this drink. I would have warned you. For a moment, she's like totally frozen. She's like unable to move. She's horrified at these things. Like all of this is happening around her. She's watching her new dog get mauled. Mm. And she thinks, quote, if this dog who barely knows you is noble enough to come to your aid and die to give you a chance to escape. At least what you can do is get up and try to get out of here. And so she gets up and she, she can barely see one of her eyes has been like chomped down upon. Yep. And the other one is obscured because blood is pouring into her face all the time. She's keeps wiping it away and it keeps coming back. And she also had contacts in and they're gone. Obviously those just pop right out. Um, and she starts trying to navigate her way down the stream to the pond, which is near this path that she's familiar with that will lead back to her car. Because she's not even near her house. This is 70 acres of land. She's, yeah. She's got to get back you to her car. You don't walk everywhere. Yeah. And she's alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one. So she's trying to get back to her car so she can get some help. But she quickly finds like just making it to this pond is really hard. She's sort of stuck in a ravine. There's brambles that's too thick. She can't fucking see her shoes are gone and it's rattlesnake territory. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm going to get stuck in bushes. And this is how I die. I survive a bear attack and I get stuck here and I die. And she starts screaming and she screams like fuck. Like she just loses it and starts kicking these bushes and RK, the wolfhound, must hear her. And according to her, she was like, I swear a lot. So he probably thought I was just calling him for dinner or whatever. <laughs> but he shows up and she feels his head and he starts showing her away through the brambles. Oh. The best dog imaginable. Where's the other dog? The other dog, she can still hear him fighting with a bear. And that's actually like as soon as she finds a way through the brambles, RK disappears to go back and fight the bear too. Because it's not over. The whole time she can still hear this like, you know that the way that the dogs sound when like they're fighting? Yeah. Terrifying. It's really high pitched often. She can still hear that. So she keeps moving. Um, After he's found her a pass, she moves her, makes her way down to the pond. And after that, she has like this path that she can navigate pretty easily without being able to see very well. And she's got like a mile to go from the stream to her car, it's a mile. So she's got a little less than that now, but she still has to trudge up a whole ass fucking mile <laughs> to her car. Not even to help, just to her car so that she can then drive many miles down a mountain on a washed out dirt road. So that's Well, fine. not being able to see. Yeah. 
That's fine. So like a moment, she uh, to check in. Her face is like half ripped the fuck off. Like her skin is hanging from her face. Mm. Blood is pouring into her eye. It won't stop. Like once she ma- she does make it to her car by putting one foot in front of the other. That's all she says. She I imagine she doesn't actually remember this part very well. Yeah. Because why would you? You're just trudging. trauma. Yeah, and you're just trying the same movement over and over again until you can stop. And she gets in the car. And she drives, I don't, she also doesn't say much about this. I imagine this is also a blur. She is driving. It's a road where not a lot of people come, so she's not worried necessarily about hitting somebody, but it is not a great road. And she is trying not to look at herself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. She says, she does, she makes it down the mountain. And when she gets very close to a fire station nearby, she allows herself one look in the rear view mirror. No. And she mainly describes what she sees in colors. Um, She says she can see the green of her eyes. In her pictures, they are very green. Um, And the red of her blood. And the white of her baseball cap. Which she was astonished had, like, stayed on through the attack. Except that Elena would realize later that the white was not a baseball cap. Yeah. Her scalp had been peeled off and was hanging and she was looking at her own skull. Uh, that is, I can imagine your brain needing to protect you from that. Of just yep. like, you got a baseball you cap got on, a my baseball dude. Cap. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. It stayed on. Don't you have a baseball cap. Don't look closely and don't think hard about it. Nice baseball cap. <laughs> so she makes it to the fire station, and she realizes in what I think is like just must have been shock yeah. and hysteria. That she needs to announce herself or the firefighters will pass out when they see her. Like, she's she's out of a horror movie. (laughs) So, this is what she chooses to do. Um, So, quote, I spun into the driveway and I shouted, honey, I'm home. (laughs) Except she goes on to be like, it sounded like, honey, I'm home. (laughs) Because my lips were gone. (laughs) Look, trauma is weird. For a lot of people. It makes you weird sometimes, I guess. Oh, I mean, literally, I'm sure she was like half out of her mind, you know, Mm -hmm. just doing whatever first comes to your brain. (laughs) So immediately, these firefighters come out and hold her up. Two of them are supporting her body weight on either side. Quote, how often does a girl get to be a filling for a fireman sandwich? Yes. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Like, look, there's a fire station that when we were all going into offices, (laughs) I drove by on my way home every night and they'd sometimes be out there playing basketball. Actually, I drive past two fire stations on my way home, but only one of them plays basketball. Oh, my. Yeah. The filling of a fireman sandwich is a good goal. And what a fucking time to live it. Right. I mean, like you are dying. Yep. You know, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that was her thought. I just really want to know about her dogs. I know. I'll I'll tell you. I promise. I swear to God, Taylor. I promise. I'll tell you. So she has to be medevaced out. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) She remembers being put on drugs in the helicopter, realizing that she had always wanted to get a helicopter, like, so she could see (laughs) her home. And then realizing, like, well, I have to stay on the floor and I can't even see it. What the fuck? This is so shitty. Like... (laughs) And she just remembers the pain finally starting to set in. Mm. But then they're also... The adrenaline is wearing off. Exactly. She's sort of safe in a way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, but they're also giving her drugs that dull it, and it's a very specific description of like the pain turning into an ache, and mm. it's very cold. It's mm-hmm. a cold pain. So she lost a lot of blood. I imagine she is probably physically very cold. Yeah, and also just like the the distance you put between yourself and your pain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was interesting. So this is sort of the aftermath because she's basically made it out. She got her own ass out of there with, of course, the help of two hero dogs. But then after that, she got her own ass off a mountain yep. with her face hanging off. Yep. Like a badass. She drove. Yeah, she drove. My I God. drove myself here. <laughs> That's what I would have said, spinning mm-hmm. into the parking lot. <laughs> I drove me here. <laughs> so I probably would have just been screaming, fuck. <laughs> Or just screaming. Absolutely. Oh, why not? So the attack did the following to her face. Mm. Her ears and lips were like gone. Yep. Ripped off. Very easy to rip off. Absolutely. She was missing 14 teeth. Oop. Her Her nose? I'll tell you. Her Mm. jaw had been broken. Her soft palate had collapsed. Her left cheekbone had collapsed. And so had her orbital bone around her left eye. Ouchies. The bridge of her nose was destroyed. So she's like got this, the end button part of your nose and your nostrils, but the bridge part had collapsed in mm. between. So Elena made it to the hospital, of course, just conscious enough to congratulate herself before they put her under. She was like, I did it. I fucking did it. And then she's put under. And doctors spend hours in surgery, hours and hours and hours and hours. It's reconstructing her face. Yeah. Like, um, and they're putting her back together. And even like with all the damage that had been done, she said she woke up and just when she was finally awake enough to be lucid ish, she sort of felt her face and was just surprised that it was face shaped. Yeah. Just knowing what had been done to herself and having seen herself, she was like, oh, wow. Oh, things are in the right spot. That's interesting. Yeah. Can't believe you guys did that. And they ask if she wants a mirror. And there's like all these people around her just waiting for her reaction to her own face. And she says, I love this. I look like this expertly executed patchwork quilt with thousands of tiny little stitches all over my face. And she tells them that they did like a really good job. Like she was so surprised that that her face looked like a face. Not her face, but a face. And she was like, oh my God, you guys really did it. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no one reacts like this. You want to see a picture? Yeah, I do. Oh, they did a really nice job. They actually did. Like, holy she, shit, she really does have some Frankenstein-esque stitches. But yeah, but there she was a lot of work that needed to be done. Yes, she looks really. I mean, imagine like her fucking scalp. Yeah, was off her head from where she probably started. Mm-hmm. This is yes, and anybody you can see this. This this picture comes along with a lot of articles about her. You can see this picture of like post surgery. She's still very bruised and red, mm-hmm. but like she's got. And that will calm down. Yeah, absolutely. This is funny. Because this was California. And these people are Californian. Holy shit. This woman is the most Californian woman I have ever heard of. And so is her son. Um, Because her son, a recent college grad, had just become an MMA fighter. And he was in an improv class when he heard that his mother had been mauled by a bear. Oh, <laughs> I would love to see an MMA fighter in an improv class. Right? Like, I'd ima- be so into it. I Imagine being into both things at once. <laughs> like, That's you know awesome. what? That's great. Yeah, good for him. This is according to her. He was doing a scene. 
and he gets like a notification. And he happens to look at his phone and he just goes, yeah, I got to go. My mom was mauled by a bear. <laughs> and I thought it was part of the scene. It was pretty good. Yep. <laughs> it's the only and then way he to... actually left. <laughs> yes. It's the only way to end a fucking improv scene. That's like, it's like some amazing. Shakespearean shit. Yes. Exit pursued by bears. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. So crazily enough, Elena was discharged 36 hours after her initial attack. She was in the hospital for a day. Yeah. Which it makes sense. You clean up what you can, you reattach what you can, but in terms of like management, management, like if, if you are with it enough to not be taking up a hospital bed. Yeah. No, I will. I promise I'll get to it soon. I'm literally about because to get to it. Because you never told me about the cow. <laughs> and I haven't forgotten. But the thing is, I didn't know about what happened but... to the cow. Okay, I know what happens to these dogs, and I'll tell you. Just give me a second. Because the thing is, like, she wants to leave so early because the press is all around. Like, Did she's... she tell somebody about the dogs? Yes. So, yes. She's instantly like, we have to get out of here. At one point... She's with her son. His name is Alec, by the way. Hello, Alec. Hello, Alec. She says, like, the thing she felt worst about was the dogs. Yeah. Everything else was progressing okay. They fought to save her. she just assumed, she was like, they died for me. Like, they fucking died. Like, I asked them to die for me. And so, eventually, it takes her a while, but eventually she works up the courage to be like, hey, Alec, um, what happened to the dogs? And he's like, oh, they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, they um they actually came home by themselves, and we took them to the vet, and they have some antibiotics, but they're fine. They're just at home. They got home before she did. Oh, like they're oh fine. Oh my god, I sighed, and Bam Bam came over to check <laughs> if I was okay. Yes, he knew. Oh my god, the babies yes. are okay. They are. They are fine. It's it's really kind of amazing because like what she saw happening to those dogs, yeah, is really horrifying. But clearly, like they got patched up. They just needed a round of antibiotics. And, like, when she got home, they were playing in the backyard. They were fine. Oh. Yeah. And she was, like, she was, like, there were so many tears. I was just so happy. I've never. Babies. Like, she owes her life to those animals. Yeah. It's amazing. Dogs are incredible. Yeah. I will say, side note, this was um, 12 years ago. And okay. those dogs are no longer with us. Sure. They had a, a They were big boys. Big boys. And big boys do not live very long, no. unfortunately. Um, they lived another five years with Elena, though. And she said that she mm. fed them a lot of roasts and steaks because <laughs> they were fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yes. That they is very earned nice. it. Yes. They lived out a very lovely life, and they are great. So, there are two sides of what happened to Elena after her attack. It's just interesting to think about this um, because she was actually in the news very recently. Oh. Um, and again, this was 12 years ago. So, she speaks about both sides of this at different times. Obviously, since the press was hounding her since the day of her attack, she knew that she was kind of like this freak of the week type of thing. Like, this was the craziest bear attack most people have heard about, and she lived through it. But for a while there, she was like, yeah, I'll talk to anybody. I don't give a shit. Um, Quote, almost 100 or more people, complete unknown strangers to me, came together as a team to put me back together and save my life. And every time I think about that, it is so humbling. Anytime anybody wants to hear the story or asks me to speak, I am more than happy to. It's my way of saying thank you. So yeah, she's pretty much okay with speaking about it. She she does public and she does public and private events, but she was also on national television a lot at the time. 
and she yeah, talks this is a pretty incredible story. Absolutely, she talks about survival in general. She talks about the specific ordeal. Um, she talks about her recovery. Um, and she uh, uh, obviously feels grateful enough of wanting to speak. But the other side of this is that she was on national television over and over and over and over again because she was trying to pay her own medical bills. Yeah. So Blue Cross was her private insurance. Oh. Yeah. And they refused to pay for anything reconstructive for yep. her. They would only pay for what was necessary to yep. keep her alive. Because reconstruction is considered cosmetic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I fought this fucking battle. Absolutely. They, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have. This is garbage. But, like, this woman's identity was taken by a bear. And they mm-hmm. would only, they would only do the bare minimum. Her initial bills were about $80,000. Yep. They paid ten. Yep. Her bills over time, because she's needed many, many, many surgeries. Yeah. Upkeep. She has um some like loss of feeling and loss of ability in like movement on the left side of her face. Yep. So to keep that up, it's been two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in medical bills, and all told, like they they just didn't pay even close to half of that. Mm-hmm. Like, so she she says it. I hoard myself out on TV to pay these bills. I had to. But Medicare for all yep. is a bad idea, guys. Exactly. It's fine. Fucking literally, exactly. It's fine. A capitalist healthcare system is great. Everything's fine. Privatized medicine. Everything's this woman, this woman who is a huge badass, can do a lot for herself. She yeah. she says, of these bills, they went through my retirement, my savings, my IRAs, my assets. I now live on social security pension, period. Yeah. Like which is not a lot. No, not at all. And a lot of people don't even have the privilege of what she had, which was to have an IRA and to have assets and to have a retirement savings. Imagine somebody like less privileged than her having this. They'd be no. devastated. They so have been. They have been. They are all the time. Yeah. Literally every Look day. Look at the black communities. Yes. Absolutely. Anybody there was, who gets cancer who There was have a assets. YouTube video of a woman who had recently been diagnosed with cancer who has four children and a community came together while she was doing an interview and hundreds of people lined up to donate money. That should not be necessary. I saw that. That actually, that video made me cry like three separate times. Yes. I'm also very hormonal right now. (laughs) And that video, I watched it last night and that made me sob like a fucking baby. Oh my God. Like a baby. When my mom went through cancer, like after she passed away, I had to fight with the insurance and I had to fight with the hospitals because they tried to give me this $60,000 bill for her hospice care. Uh, and I am like, she is dead. Right. Where do you think you're getting this fucking money? Right. Is it Please me? fuck off. I yeah. am a college student. Yeah. I am 20. What the fuck do you want? Right. Like, you're billions of dollars. Like, yeah. The corporation. This is not hurting me. you. Yeah. No. You don't need this from me. She actually talks about very similarly, like, all the, the, med- the insurance companies are trying to do is wear you down because... They will, they are relentless. Mm-hmm. They will call and call. They are they brutal. Write and, write and they don't give a shit. And it just like, it was very hard. Like that is just very hard to get through in and of itself. She was like, that was worse than what I went through with the bear. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I will say having gone through that, Elena is now an advocate for single payer healthcare. Good. She was in the news. Like I mentioned this spring as a spokesperson specifically for Bernie Sanders and for healthcare for all mm-hmm. Medicare for all. But yes, like, that is something she, because she still kind of has a platform as the person who went through this thing. So she was a spokesperson on his behalf this spring. Yeah. 
So Elena has also written a book about her experience called, I shit you not, Chomp, 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 uh. How I Survived a Bear Attack and Other Cautionary Tales. And this is a quote um, because I love the, like, when people sum up their, like, survival idea, mm-hmm. like, how they survived. This is hers. The key to surviving is it doesn't matter what you do. Just start the ball rolling. Do something and then improvise as you go along. You never know where it's going to end up, but it's better than lying there and letting something eat your head off. <laughs> Not, no. Not Noah later. <laughs> so yes, um, here, by the way, is a picture of Elena from more recently. Oh, wow. She looks fabulous. Yeah, like they did she, a fantastic job. Yeah, they've done a really, really good job on her. She, you know, is not overly scarred um, or anything, and she clearly just looks like a lady. Yeah. And that's very, very good, and she's very um, appreciative of the people who've worked on her. What's happening right now? That brings me to my topic, oh, but fuck. I think we need a harp I noise. I think we might need a harp noise. And also... <laughs> We have a new patron as of last month. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? No. I didn't notice. Really? I'm so sorry. I mean, shit has really been on fire Usually everywhere. I get a notification too, and I just missed it. Yeah. Um, things have been rough across the board. It's been a rough uh, go of it. Um, Life, I mean. <laughs> I am just going to read their Patreon name because it feels important. Oh. Oh. Milo Mead Song, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, is an uncle, I love you, Willa, is their Patreon name. Oh. So I guess congratulations, Milo. That Yeah, that sounds like you've recently become an uncle yeah. and you're very excited. Congratulations. That's really cute. Thank you, bud. Thank you for being a patron. Absolutely. And we are going to harp noise before I talk about um, <laughs> a thing I haven't yelled about in at least an episode. And at least, wait, okay, that <laughs> narrows it down by almost uh. nothing, Emily. Jesus. <laughs> but I am going to yell about white supremacists <gasps> and talk about something that I'm very passionate about. A little bit of genocide. So I honestly was like, is it the UN? <laughs> Not, no. Oh, fuck. Not fucking no. You're going to need to harp noise for us, darling. <laughs> Necessarily. Absolutely. I am. We've just been talking. (laughs) It's been about 20 minutes. It has. (laughs) So um, a friend of mine who is also a Patreon supporter. Hi. Rin. um, Sent me a video. And it's fucking fantastic. And I think I'll put it on our Facebook to get (laughs) your guys' input. Please. Um, But I have gotten Taylor to agree to do... (laughs) A recreation of one of the lines. It is this video of a... It's a TikTok, right? It's a TikTok. It's just a TikTok of somebody yelling at their cat for trying to steal a whole packet of chicken breasts. Which, if you if you don't have cats, it is absolutely <laughs> a fucking thing that they do. And if you leave that chicken unattended for too goddamn long... They're on it. It's gone. Give him a chicken. I have watched Mushu run off with a whole fucking chicken breast in his mouth. I take the chimkin mother. Yes, I take the chimkin mother. <laughs> but apparently, I do... I sound like this person. <laughs> yes, it was sent to me because it sounds like Taylor. Yeah, like with like a Taylor slight... with a slightly southern accent. Yeah, it's just a bit of a twang. But I'm supposed to recreate. So this is this... for Rin. This is for Rin, and you too, Patreon people. If you want me to recreate something or Emily to <laughs> yeah, recreate please something, send please send it to me, please. Um. So yeah, I just was it. 
nothing. <laughs> what are you going to do? You weigh three pounds. What? You're going to drag off all these chicken breasts? <laughs> there you go, Ryan. That's for you. I, I told you I would do it, and we've done it. We just listened to the entire thing over yes. again. And like, yes, I was and like, it's gold. Oh. It's I was like, fucking gold. One, it's gold. Two, who, where is this person? She's my twin. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Thank you, Rim. All right. You ready to get mad? I mean, I'm always kind of ready to be mad, so yes. At this point, yeah. Uh-huh. I am always in a default state of mad. Yeah. So I've done a lot of soul searching, I guess. Mm. In my anger. Okay. Because the level of anger I have felt, especially over the last month, is new. Really? And it's new to me. And I I get on a very intimate level why the Black Panthers were formed and the rage yeah. that they felt. You're saying that you've been radicalized. I have. <laughs> Absol- absolutely. Hell yeah. So let's talk about implied anonymity mm. with a group that therefore has this allowance to be able to do horrible things while blending into a crowd, both in person and online. Oh my. Okay. Or they're following along because they got caught up in the group dynamic or they believe the propaganda And they don't see the consequences of their actions because they don't perceive any. There are so many groups I feel like you could be talking about. I know. Oh, God. Isn't that terrifying? Yes. So something with genocide. Uh Uh-huh. That has fascinated me from a very young age, and I've talked about this before, is the idea of mob mentality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that de-individualization and how that can really spark some very nasty things and how you can get swept up in this idea and do these things. And then later when you're pulled out as an individual and forced to face the consequences of your actions, it then hits Mm -hmm. what you did. Right now with mom mentality, with the age of the internet, a lot of research has been done into online disinhibition effects and also that de-individualization through the internet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which we have also talked about in relation to online bullying and hiding behind Twitter yeah, and saying really fucking nasty things and forgetting that there's another person on the receiving end. Right. Because you don't view them as human anymore. Right. Because like you, yeah, because they are just a name on a screen. Yes. And so are you. Yes. So a few years ago, this is the introduction to my thing. I haven't gotten to my survivor yet. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Get there was get a get special it. on BBC called The Experiments with Darren Brown. Mm. First of all, I have a lot of issues with the show. Anyways, <laughs> one episode, they had a game show called Remote Control, and the audience was all in masks. Here is a picture of them in their masks. They were legitimately in white masks. Oh, that's creepy. And just to describe, they are half face masks. Yeah. I'm sort of Phantom of, of the Opera-esque. Yeah. Except it covers it's the, the whole upper two, face. Two eyes, full upper face. Yeah, it covers your nose, all of that. Yep. And they were given complete control of a random guy's evening hmm. with hidden cameras and planted actors. Wow, okay. Yeah. So they were given a chance to vote either by causing something good or causing something horrible. Oh How God. do you think this went? Probably pretty bad. It went very bad. 
So they started out with like, you could be like the lucky 5,000th customer or you could be accused of shoplifting or winning ever a new TV versus like being falsely accused of groping someone. Oh my God. Unsurprisingly, negative outcome was always chosen every single time. Because people like schadenfreude? Yeah. They like watching somebody else's misery when it can't be directly tied back to them. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So he had a very bad night. Yeah. Including literally being arrested after shoplifting. No. Or being accused of shoplifting. He did not shoplift. Right. He was overcharged for a drink. He had a drink spilled on him. And then he was, in fact, accused of groping a woman in the bar. Oh, my God. So the longer it gets going, the more uncomfortable it gets for the people watching at home because they know what's happening and they can see the decisions being made. And know that someone is inflicting this on him. Yeah. A lot of people. But you can't identify anybody in the audience because they are all wearing masks. So they can't be forced to face their own humanity. You ever wonder why there's a mirror like in stores Uh, and stuff so that you can see yourself when you walk in? Right. It's to prevent like shoplifting and theft. To remind you that, hey, you're a person. It's why like fourth wall breaks can be really uncomfortable because then you are being reminded that you are the one doing this. So as a hall, as a hall, there we go. Hello, vodka. As a whole, (laughs) they're calling it an experiment without actually following the scientific method. There's no control audience. There's no hypothesis. There's like, there's nothing that's really like scientifically can be proven. Right. But it's upsetting. It's upsetting. So the last thing is they get to decide between a cash prize for the guy whose night they fucking ruined as he's being taken out of the squad car in front of his house mm-hmm. or him getting kidnapped. No, no. What do you think they chose? Kidnapped. Yeah. So a black van pulls up and these guys hop out also in white masks to grab him. And it doesn't go well. And the audience is watching and laughing. I mean, this person is getting kidnapped. It gets worse. He tries to break away from them, runs into traffic, and gets hit by a car. Oh, oh my God. What? And that's about the reaction the audience had. They stopped laughing. Some of them screamed. There were a lot of audible gasps. Yes. But it's that realization that a choice that they made had a negative impact literally on someone's life. Oh, my God. And it was no longer just fun and games. Right. It's not a game. That's a person. It's a person. It was it was staged. It was pre-shot with the expectation that the audience was going to choose that at the end. So it was a stunt double. Okay. So this was an experiment, not a This was blind, a mob mentality like... experiment to see how far they would take it. Wow. And they took it all the way. And also, like, the host was kind of egging them on. As, sure. Yeah. That's it why was, it's not very scientific. It's not, yeah. Yeah. So... The gentleman that they'd been inflicting all of this horrible shit on, his name was Chris in the show. And he walked into his home and found a brand new TV that they didn't pick for him. (laughs) As well as a note explaining why his night had been straight up garbage. Whoa, really? Yes. So you have that de-individualization and the dehumanization, which oftentimes as we have seen through historical evidence leads to violence and injustice. It's part of human nature in a way. Yes. 
but it happens over and over and over and it builds up to genocide and violence and discrimination and horrible things happening to people. We talk all the time about how it is always the people who do not think about others as people. Yes. They are the ones the most capable of violence and atrocities. It's that dehumanization piece. Always. And part of what is so successful about Trump's marketing is he is dehumanizing another group of people. Specifically, right now, people of color. Mm-hmm. Another group that really has fucking taken off because of this dehumanization of other people and then being able to hide under an illusion of anonymity. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't Do you know what I'm going to fucking say? I have my own ideas, but I need you to tell. The police! Uh-huh. <laughs> Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Don't Fucking Exist. Is a way to hide behind the illusion of anonymity as a group to make the horrific things that are happening. I am a police officer. Yes. Not a person. No. I am not a man who could be held accountable. I hide my badge. I turn off my body camera. Mm-hmm. I am now one of a group. It, like, the only thing that would make them more terrifying is if they started wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not its not that far off. And if you haven't seen Watchmen on HBO, go. Do the police start wearing masks mm-hmm. on that show? That's mm-hmm. how, ooh, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And they all wear the same uniform for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because then it unifies them. And the actions of one is the actions of all. Yeah. And actions against one are actions against all. Yes. Which is scary when those are people legally allowed to have guns all the time. And it becomes an us versus them mob mentality. And that is a very dangerous way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. The us versus them also speaks to white supremacists, which I'm now going to talk about. We are going to go back in time. I don't want to. <laughs> to the first really, really, really big, devastating protest and counter-protest in the U.S. during Trump's presidency. Not like his election protest, but like mm. the really big, bad one. <laughs> okay. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I mean, I'm trying to literally think back because I feel like Charlottesville. there's been two... Okay. The, yep. the the white supremacists yep. that showed up, they were carrying tiki torches. Yep. It was very bad. That one was just a, that was like, they almost had nothing to fight against. That was a, we're here and yep. we're not afraid now yep. rally. That's yep. scary. That's that sucked. was the announcement. That was the introduction. Mm-hmm. Our survivor today. Emily Gorchensky. Oh, hi, Emily. Or Gorchensky. I tried to find a way, a, like a version of her saying her name. She doesn't. So we're just going to call her Emily. Okay. Emily was attacked at and survived the violence in Charlottesville. She is a trans woman. Oh, shit. She is extremely fucking educated, and that is going to come into play later. Nice. She was drop kicked by a white supremacist on campus. Do you remember the videos and the photos of all the dudes with tiki torches marching in? I mean, yeah, I remember and the a people, sweaty asshole. Mm-hmm. The people trying, like, the small group against the thousands. Yes. She was in the small group. Mm. Her attacker was Vasilios Pistolis. And he was... Sorry, his name is what? Yeah. <laughs> his 
like handle on like the white supremacist websites was Vestilios the Greek. Yeah. Mm, okay. And he was, note the past tense, was an active duty U.S. Marine. Oh my! At the time, at of the this time march. of this he was attack. active duty. Oh fuck you, dude! So he had no physical paper trail. What? And no criminal background. Okay. That connected him to radical groups or extremist ideology. There we but go. Who- There's the vodka ideologies. But still. Because at that time, they weren't really digging into a cyber background. Because cyber shit isn't real. Right. But then a 2018 ProPublica story exposed his online chat logs and his participation in the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville with photos of him, including one of him beating a man on the ground with a Nazi flag and then posting a picture of it saying, that's not my blood holding it up. Whoa. Holy shit. They also confirmed his identity with Emily as her attacker because he drop kicked her after screaming transphobic and racial slurs in her face. I was going to ask how a fucking asshole like that can drop kick, but he is a Marine. He is a Marine. And they are typically notably hot headed, first in, last out. Leave no man behind. I don't want to say anything too terrible because I'm sure there are nice Marines, but there are paths have to abound. I've met a few and also like Navy SEALs kind of have the same mentality. You have to be able to. Of the man's man. Yes. The the masculinity. You have to be an alpha male. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's there's toxic masculinity involved, but there is also the idea of just like disassociating yourself from the violence that you were doing. Yep. So her attacker left digital fin- fingerprints that were then found after that article came out. So NCIS got involved. What, really? Yes. Damn. And did a cyber review of his laptop and found 279 web pages, 1,279 Google searches, oh my God, 17 videos, and six Facebook photos of evidentiary value, according to the the investigation. He also had posts where he included Emily's name and confirmed that he was the one who drop-kicked her. Okay, so they're just saying that these are posts that prove that he did this, yes. was a person who would be there, and was there. And he was trying to claim that he'd basically been hacked and someone was using his identity, even though there were, fid- there were videos and photos out of Charlottesville showing him there coward craziest thing about white supremacists is when you confront them with the truth they deny it and they're like oh no 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 that wasn't me that wasn't me i didn't do this because they can't own up to what they did i love getting the accolades that i get from my dark web fucking friends yes. but once the real world comes crashing down upon me i don't like it yeah. i was hacked fuck you yeah you are who you are. Be who you are. Yeah. And maybe sometimes who you are will send you to jail or get you fired. And I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. Welcome to facing the consequences of your actions. Yes. Just face them. I guess I have to fucking say this. <laughs> These are my opinions, not the opinions of my employer. But I like <laughs> have to say that. So a quote from Emily 
for an article that she wrote for The Guardian after Trump called the neo-Nazis very fine people. Oh, Jesus Christ. And also, if you if you Google her and if you pull her up on YouTube, there's a video of her crying on YouTube asking where everyone else is. Is it like... Like, basically screaming, where were you? Oh. Like, after her attack. Oh. Her quote is, I was there... That night in Charlottesville, I can say with certainty that the only fine people I saw were the young students who stood outnumbered and ready to defend their campus and their beliefs against an onslaught of demagoguery. I know some of those students. They were ready to die for what they believed in. I was prepared to die, too. A man wearing a swastika pin shouted transphobic and racist vitriol at me, inches from my face. The only fine people that night were those sprayed with mace and doused with lighter fluid from the torches that they were beaten with, afraid of being burned alive. Fine people don't wear swastikas, yet President Trump blamed both sides, despite the fact that only one side was run down by a terrorist. I was there that night when the attack happened. Despite the president deeming me, a transgender woman, unfit for military service, I ran towards the attacker with a weapon. I was ready to engage him if he tried to hurt more people. Yeah. So that was like Charlottesville was a fucking mess. There's a very famous video of white supremacists beating a man in a parking ramp nearly to death. Mm-hmm. A black man. Along with so, so many others. Mm-hmm. And that has just gone on. And on and on. And he can't even say the words, I condemn white supremacy. Nope. Because, drumroll please, because he is a fucking white supremacist. So, we've all known things have been going downhill for the Republican Party for a while. A long time. Pre-Bush, I'd say. Pre-Bush. Reagan, it's I'd been, say. It's been really, going down. If I'm really honest, Reagan. Like. Yeah. It's been going down for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And people have been very in denial of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't deny it anymore, though. I understand that capitalism rules my fucking cell phone. Yeah. But I also <laughs> believe that this is the number one fucking tool now you can't just lie mm-hmm. because there will be video. There There's will real be time fact checking. Pictures. There's real time consequences for your actions. And these things, the internet lasts for fucking ever. If somebody wants to yeah. find information about your white supremacist ass, and they'll find it. I have a website for that. Yes. So Emily after being a victim in Charlottesville. It's really hard that this person has the same name as you, by the way. I know. I just, like, get sad every time. I know. She's a data scientist. What? I right. told you she was very smart. Oh, Emily, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud. She made a website called firstvigil.com, and it's first-vigil.com. And she tracks and doxes white supremacists. Including she with criminals. Yeah. <laughs> including with photographs, videos, criminal records. She like downloads criminal records every week. No. She's got a six month backlog oh. of up 
States. Oh my God. She fucking doxes them. The FBI is watching her because obviously the FBI is very stupid sometimes and doesn't understand the difference between an activist and a white supremacist. She's doxing people. Um, please tell me that one. Tell our listeners that website one more First time. First vigil.com. <laughs> I'm going to it. It is fantastic. She uses court files and other public records and has cataloged hundreds of criminal cases connecting the dots of dangerous neo-Nazis and revealed links that journalists and authorities have missed because she is a data scientist. That fucking rules. She literally like is like looking at numbers. If you go on YouTube and you look her up, she has some fantastic like Ted talk type videos. Oh my God. About like data science and like, the real life consequences of being like a data driven person and doing coding without thinking about the consequences and how like smart watches are being used in criminal cases, but the data isn't solid enough to really count or oh. be used as valid evidence. Wow. wow. Yes. She's incredible. I want so, to talk to her so bad. I know. She has relocated to Berlin out of the U.S. She's an expat. For her safety. She had to fucking leave. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's a better Snowden, you guys. Friends, <laughs> <laughs> Because anything can be deleted, but screenshots are forever. That's true. They're yours now. They posted that, and you can prove it. Mm-hmm. Because nobody can just Photoshop. I mean, you can. You could Photoshop your way into a Facebook page, but, yeah. like, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And you could just go, hey, print screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got the worst thing someone's ever said yeah. right on your computer. Especially when they slide into your DMs to spew their hatred. Zero tolerance for horrific behavior should be the motto for 2021. It really, it really should. I don't think it will be, but it really should. It really should. The more we and go along, the more people do go get into that, especially yeah. the younger generation. Like, I really want to stay in this country. Because I have a lot of friends here. It'd be great. It'd be great. But like if Trump gets reelected and if things keep going the way they are and if they keep getting worse, Mm -hmm. I might have to leave for a little while for my own. So like. Yeah. Because it's not great for my mental health to be here right now and be scared to go to the fucking grocery store. Right. As a white person, I'm the kind of person. Safety and sanity. I should. Yeah, and I have a plan in place. I have a friend in Canada with an extra bedroom. Not as early. Like I, I blame no one for leaving at this point. I blame no one for leaving. I know Ghana is welcoming welcoming people with open arms. That's hilarious. And I'm tempted. I'm really tempted, and I'm like, I need you to be careful. How's Ghana doing? I don't know. I'm really like, go to Canada. I yeah, my friend in Canada is really sweet, and if. America can get its shit under control with COVID response because again, white people are being awful with this. Our how Michigan's governor was attempted to be kidnapped and the government was attempted to be overthrown in response to masks and a stay at home order. I don't know how much clearer we can be that that's just terrorism. Yeah. That's terrorism. It's literal terrorism. And it's 
And it's white people. And it's white and people. It's, it's like, all white men. It's like nine white dudes who look yeah. exactly the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. It's a coup. It's a literal coup against the government. It's a literal coup, but which it was is so an bad. Act of terrorism. It's Michigan also. And the FBI found them out. The FBI hasn't given a shit about Michigan in a long time, I guarantee. Yeah. They're bad. They still at don't it. give a, f- a fuck about their water. Oh, yeah, no. Um, I get people wanting to revolt in Michigan for several reasons. Sure. That are Flint related. Yeah. And That's other fair. shit like that. But entire platform. Please elect Democrats in your area. Hey, I work for a thing right now. Mm. I'm not going to say its name. Please, I just, I'm trying to get people to vote. Please vote. This is the last thing we have to say, I think, unless I'm cutting you off from anything. I don't want to. fine. I have, like, an interview that Emily did, but it's just, it's a lot of the same. I want to reach out to her and just say hi. She's fantastic. Check out first hash, or dash vigil. First-vigil.com. Okay. She talks a lot. There's an interview with The Guardian, if you look it up that it it has a lot of information about like why she started what she did and why she continues to do it. Um, So Emily Gorsensky or Gorchensky, G-O-R-C-E-N-S-K-I. Google her. You'll find the YouTube video. It's without context. It's not that traumatic. It just seems like she's angry. Yeah. But with the context of knowing she's just been attacked. Very upsetting. It's very upsetting to watch her screaming about why no one else was there to help them. Because they were severely outnumbered. And that's terrifying. And in this interview with The Guardian, she talks about why it's important to dox the white supremacists and to break down this barrier of anonymity and to not let them hide behind this ideal. Yes. That's the whole thing that you mentioned. Yeah. Yes. And then also talking about going to protests and like, how dangerous it has become to go to protests. I'm going to go back to it as a way to possibly end. Please just vote. I literally was the witness on Emily's yes. ballot. She You're just signed vote. my ballot tonight. Yes. Because I keep forgetting to have a witness sign it. I understand that right now it's really hard to know how to safely vote. But you literally everywhere, you still have time right now to order your ballot. There's Time a- is running out in Wisconsin, but you still, like, as of this moment, you can still get one online. And if you miss the deadline, the people at the polling places are trying so hard to make Absolutely. voting in person safe. I had to vote in person in August. They really And tried, they were really they? nice. And yes. they were really, everybody was wearing a mask. Everyone was very considerate. I was in and out in under five minutes. I can't even say this for everywhere, but I saw a tweet from the Madison clerk Mm -hmm. saying that they needed people to stop applying as poll workers because they had 3,000 of them. Good! Places like, people are trying. Yeah. People are trying everywhere. Your city clerk, your town and county clerk, they are trying to help you vote. Absolutely. Please make it easier on them by voting as early as possible. If you can vote early in person, please do so. It's safer. There are fewer people yes. there. You can do it basically the, the whole time your clerk's office slash your city hall is open. If you can still request an absentee ballot, which most places you still can, please do. You just need to witness to sign and then fill out their full address on and the if you're in texas or any of the southern states that are very scared 
and currently Republican controlled that are trying to limit the number of absentee ballot drop off points. Yep. And you need to vote in person. Wear a mask. Exercise your right to vote. Don't let them take this away from you because that is voter suppression, which is another form of racial discrimination. And if you have any questions, please actually direct them to us. Yes. We have DMs open on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's literally my job to teach people how to vote right now. Yes. So I would love to help you. And it's literally my job to be a black person in a predominantly (laughs) white-dominated culture i mean we would love to help you understand how so to keep that in mind i am very <laughs> angry all the time right now Emily, and I'm i will fight with you stop fighting for one second to no hear that i love you i need more of you babe me too I... what emily just said was happy 75th episode <laughs> We've become radicalized over the course of this podcast. We're going to buy 70 acres, get 18 dogs. You should be a little bit like Elena. Yes, and you should be a lot Lot. like Emily. A lot like Emily. Dox your white supremacist friends. Call them out on their shit. Don't let them hide behind the internet for this shit. And you should be a lot like my friend Emily, too. Yeah. And you should proceed to party. And I'll you post should proceed to party. Thank you for staying with us for as long as you have. We love every single uh, one of you. And please, please, please. Vote for Biden. Vote for Biden. And don't forget your can of gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> <laughs>